morning and welcome to Article 23, the podcast all about making work work. I'm Rhonda Brightonhall and as always I'm joined by the delightful James Hancock. Great to be here and excited to be out of the host seat this week. I know, just, <laughs> yeah, what, what's that about? Anyway. Just mixing it up, just, just keeping mix- it fresh. <laughs> so... First thing we have to say is that last week we spoke about when the really big and quite traumatic social um, conversations, debates Mm. come into work and how do you make space for them, handle them respectfully. Mm. And it's a topic we talk about a lot because some of these topics just permeate workplaces. But we were amazed at the response to it. So whether it be on Spotify, SoundCloud or iTunes where we put this podcast, but also a bunch of comments and questions to our website and a request that we write more content onto this in our knowledge base for our subscribers. So clearly we have absolutely hit a pain point where this is a very, very common challenge that people are dealing with every day. Yeah. And, you know, again, this week and late last week after the podcast, we had a whole raft of these societal and other challenges yeah. come through. We had the anti-abortion rallies in the streets all of night. Sydney. All night. All night. Yeah. We had, uh, you know, the attack up near Clarence Street, which oh, always yes. kind of raises questions and concerns over a whole raft of health system, mental o- health, mental yeah, health. we think about, you know, um, weapons and control type stuff. Um, we're thankful that we're different to the US probably, um, but still... And then we look at stuff like George Pell just oh, yesterday yeah, yeah, and that was amazing. A, a whole raft of stuff. And we really need to keep, we know, we know that these conversations are not just coming into our workplace, they're coming into every workplace in Australia, yeah. uh, if not the world. And we know we ha- have to absolutely keep thinking about um, and being mindful of how to make the right space to have those conversations. Yeah, in a way so, that's... so we don't just end up in a society that divides and gets furiously angry. Yeah, that's right. Because we've got to find ways for, to solve some of these things and resolve some of these issues and hear people's pain. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's a, it's super important. Anyway, we'll probably be putting some thought into how we best support people to have those conversations. But thank you yeah. so much for your feedback. Now, let's, without further ado, though, get into today's topic, which is quite a big one. Um, yeah. How do you get a great development plan, sometimes called a career plan as well, in place for yourself? Because so many people just don't have one. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And so I think we'll have a bit of a think about what is a development plan. So yeah. Yeah. let's let's do that because I'm still working through that myself and exactly what the right um, yeah. parts are to include in that. Yep. I think part of that means it should always be evolving. Yes, I agree with that. We're going to talk also about what is a career plan. Yep. And we're going to talk about the pragmatism or practical side of how we get it in place, particularly because yeah. at this time of year, they're often attached to performance reviews and that's what people are doing. So yeah. how do you take that opportunity to convert it into something much more important, which is development plan as opposed to just to a review of what's gone yeah. and actually start thinking forward. So Yeah, start there, I reckon. So that performance um, part, that development plan part within performance, for me, is talking about being better in your current job. Yeah, I think that's pretty common. So mm. when you go into your review, you're saying, how can I be better at my current job? Yep. What do I need to improve? Yep. Uh, what's your feedback, boss, that you can give me? How does that work? Like it's it's pretty, grab some feedback that's pretty yep. practical that you can take action with and get going, make a note of it. Yeah, and so then there's a part about getting ready for the next job or making that um, job that you're in at the moment a little bit bigger, yeah. how you stretch or how you get that development around the areas of feedback as well. Yeah. And I think the most heartbreaking conversations that we have with people are people who are doing a fantastic job, totally committed, absolutely kicking them out of the ballpark. And then they find they've been doing that for five years and then suddenly a great new job comes up and they're just sitting there going, they didn't get it. And they 
don't get why that didn't happen. A lot mm. of the time, they've been sitting next to someone who mightn't have been doing as good a job, yeah. but has been taking the development steps, getting the experiences, taking the opportunities to step up. Yeah. And next thing you know, without a development plan, without consciously looking forward, this great person has had five years of their life and going nowhere. Yeah. Pretty tough. Yeah, absolutely. So then, uh, obviously, we're looking at experience and new opportunities and yeah. thinking. Um, of course, this comes through in stuff like on-the-job training or rotation, yep. stuff like that. Yep. I think that's really important. Getting really gritty on that. So yeah. you're not saying to your boss, I'd like any opportunities that come up, please. But actually... Yeah. To hang out with other people that are a bit different. There's to, space for that, but it's a bit... Yeah, two projects coming up. I want to be in those projects too. It's super important to learn those skills. Yeah. I know who else is going to lead that team. I know who's going to be in it. I want to be next to them and learn from them. Yeah. So you know who you're going to learn from, what you're going to learn, when you're going to learn. So you're starting to really get gritty on that into yeah. a plan. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's a part of that where you're also saying mentors. And that's yeah. if you spot someone who's really good at what they do, go and ask them. Yeah. You know, once in blue moon, they'll say no. But a lot of time people will be quite flattered to go, wow, I could, I could absolutely happy to have, grab a coffee every month for you and give you a bit of a hand and talk mm. I think that's great mm. and sort of hand in glove with that we look at sponsors so people that are helping guide and navigate you and going into bat for you within the organization yep uh, what it's all about we know through the research that that's critical uh, yep. you know despite our best intentions on merit despite our best intentions on uh, all the work we do we know that that's critically important particularly in the bigger systems I yeah. think that's fair to say it, and we know that it's super, super, super important mm. for minorities or women and things like that. But partly that's because we also know it's super important for the guys. Yeah. It's just that they know how to do it. Yeah. Or they're surrounded by people more like them. And so yeah. they naturally have sponsors. Whereas if you're in a minority group or you're a woman or whatever, you've got to really think, who's my sponsors? Yeah. So again, getting really gritty, make a development plan, writing it down. Yeah. What's experiences I want to get? What's the opportunities I want to get? Who's my mentor? Who's my sponsor? Yep. Who's doing these things for me? Yeah, absolutely. Which brings us through into coaches as well. Yeah, coaches mm. are a really good option and we see that more and more. And that's a person that's away from your workplace is actually very, very good at getting you in good shape to be a bigger leader or a different leader or learn from the things that you've got feedback on. And that exactly coaching role is exploding. Now, it's exploding with people yeah. who are phenomenally good at it. Yeah. And it's also exploding with people who are really a waste of time. Yeah. So choosing the right one that actually knows what they're doing. So you don't have some... You, it's lovely to get a new friendship, but what you really need mm. is you need someone who can really frame up and give you the architecture to develop yourself in a constructive way quite quickly so that you're getting better faster. Yeah. And I think the last sort of uh, one for development here, which is absolutely still got a place and is important and will make a difference depending on what career stage people are at or what development yep. stage they're at how their performance is is formal training yeah whether that's a tertiary study or a vocational sort of certificate could be a whole range of things yeah um there's still space for that it's yep. probably just not the one we would go to first right so before we go any further though we're going to stop mm. right there because that's all well and good to get yourself an on in order yeah organized gritty development plan with proper actions to do things mentors, sponsors, actions, experiences, all of that's really, really fantastic. Yeah. But we always have to ask ourselves is, is the boss we've currently got going to actually develop us in a great way? And the biggest question you can ask yourself is how do people on their watch do? Really get under the skin of why that person is actually really, really uh, good at developing yeah. people and, and it's really clear so there's a couple of questions you can ask first of all you can look around and say yeah. okay that person who just left the team where did they go did they go to a bigger job a better job a great job the job they wanted whatever it happens to be 
And the other thing you can do, particularly when you get into the pointy end of a business with the big leaders, mm. is you can look out at the jobs they came from yeah. and say, who took their job when they left? So whether they left or promoted or whatever it happens to have been, mm. did someone on their team that they were coaching, mentoring, developing, get lifted up into that job or not? And mm. believe us, we've always, you know, we've all had these experiences. Now, I had one boss who was actually famously, their last three jobs, they had actually absolutely decimated her department behind her, wow. had to completely rebuild it, and actually always gave it to an external person with a different sort of background to try and fix it. Now, mm. if you've got a boss like that, you know that's probably the MO, that's what's going to happen. So yeah. be really conscious that having a development plan in your hands is really, really important. But it's yours to own. Don't rely on someone, particularly if you've got one of those bosses that's not great mm. at developing people. Mm. Is that is there a great way to broach that through, um, you know, I'm going for a new job. How do I know that I'm going to be with a great leader? Yeah. I know it's a little different, but I there's a, I, you want them to be able to develop. I think yeah. I would ask them. I yeah. mean, some of the questions that, that we ask as we're working with people is, you know, yeah. who's someone really great that's been on your team before? How are they doing now? So yeah. you're sort of seeing that they've kept in touch with them and connected to them. Um, have people on your watch been promoted? These are great questions. And yeah. people, if you ask them softly and nicely, people will just tell you the truth. And, yeah. and they often, people who aren't very good at developing people don't realize they're not very good because they sort of say, they sort of see themselves as so far away from the crowd that they're mm. so great mm. that for them, it's obvious that no one would replace them because they're just irreplaceable. Yeah. But the reality is a really good development boss mm. will be working really hard to get their whole team stepping up all the time yeah. and they'll be able to give you stacks of examples of where that's happened. Yeah, and love that one as well about favourite leader they've worked with yeah. and what they've learned and sort of what they've reflected on and are they still in touch and how that's going. So it's that, that whole... Um, Flow that they're really thinking about it and um, staying, you know, worried about the contribution. Staying with sponsors, staying with mentors. This is this is a person who develops a community around them. Yeah. And if they're really good at it, we know that from cohort sort of theory is that yeah, right. if you get a cohort of people deeply connected that are all developing well, they'll lift together. It's actually mm -hmm. pretty cool. Perfect. So we spoke a bit about performance and in-role sort of development. Yep. Um, but then we uh, implied the bit about career plans. So that's yeah. obviously what's next. What's the trajectory? What am I looking at? So there's a few things that are important there. I think first one is a career plan is really important given your ambition level, um, if you're keen to get into bigger jobs, and of course for the right intention yep. about not only your contribution but um, how you're helping support the contribution of others as well in yeah. the organisation. So that's key. Yeah, lifting up the cohort with you. Yeah, that's right. Very important. couple of schools of thought, I reckon, on career plans. First one is that, you know, I know what I've done some study. I've had some work experience early on. And I've mapped out a plan, I'm 25, and I know, I don't know that what the retirement age will be in the future, given that age, but um, this is what the next 40 or 50 years are going to look like for me. I know. Really detailed plan. It exists. These people exist. These people exist. I know. <laughs> and they're a bit weird. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and so our reaction to them is like, well, on one hand, you go, whoa, that's really weird to have mapped out your whole life from 25. Mm. But on the other hand, they're often successful. Yeah, so that's right. So you sort of admire them. You say, yep. wow, the person started being really ambitious in their 20s. That's really strange. When the rest of us were going, wow, I have a job. Isn't this fun? I'm enjoying yeah, my job. I'm getting a paycheck. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm learning some cool stuff. People I'm working with are great. Which is the second school of school. Yeah, it's that, right. that school of thought where people <laughs> take life as it comes, collecting experience. Whoa, what a great opportunity. Thank you so much. I'm doing that really well. And I, yeah, another opportunity. Let's go. And yeah. And if you look at, um, I know my personal career, I went all around the world into all sorts of really amazing mm. opportunities and jobs, but I literally did it like that. You know, every time the great opportunity came up, I was like, yeah, what a great opportunity. And then I would actually 
form it up a bit and say, what I'd love to do is this, and yeah. I'd rewrite the job spec or whatever they gave me and put some extra pieces in that I really thought we should be doing or could be doing or I could learn. Yeah. So a little bit of a push, but at the same time, it was very much, wow, what a great life experience. That's a nice balance between the two, I think. So that's awesome. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing we would say about career plans, and it's a really important one based on what we do, mm. is that it is what we find is most people hit about 40, 40 yep. years old, and they suddenly realize they haven't got a career plan at all. Okay, And that's the most of us who are sort of waving through, oh, look at this, a great opportunity. And what happens is it's very, very difficult for them to be competitive at that stage because they've really got to sit down and be thoughtful about where they're going to go. So we would say to build a career plan, whatever age you happen to be, and if we're all going to work to 70, 75, whatever that yeah, age will be, which is, yeah. which is great, um, uh, what we should be doing is being thoughtful about what you want to get to and when. So, okay, I want to be in this job, and my next job I'd really love to be is that job. Yeah. And it's I've got five years in my life that I'm sort of saying to get to that job. Yeah. Now, to get to that job, what lessons do I need to do? What experiences do I need to have gained? Yeah. Um, and get great feedback, edgy feedback, yeah. especially if you're getting to the pointy end of a company. Yeah. So you're getting great feedback that can really lift you. But that career plan, whatever age you pick it up, can be really, really powerful. But it isn't like in the next three weeks. It's in the next three years, <laughs> yeah. in the next five years, and that's what the way to look at it. Yeah, totally. So I reckon there's a few practical things to get a good plan in place. Yep. And this will sound really silly. I thought about it. First one is write one. Yeah. Actually make the space, the time to do it. Not in your head. Yeah, not just, yeah, I think I might want to do something, but no one else knows that. It's not articulated. It's a bit opaque, whatever. Yeah. So you do, Actually, that's true. If, if people know what you want and you put it down, they'll usually help you. Yeah. People will help you if they know what they're trying to help you on. I think yeah. it seems very that, simple, but that's that what it is. That old theory that if you've got momentum, I let you go. And if you haven't, I don't worry about it. Yeah. And it's an action you're going to do today. We have some great example uh, development plans on our website. Yeah, we so do. So you can start hard about that. today, this week, get it going. Yeah. And that was about getting people a really practical plan in place. Yeah. Um, so they can get going. And the other part of that, getting a development plan, getting it in place, writing it down, out of your head, onto the page, telling people what you're trying to get to, mm. getting their support and sponsorship, is also giving yourself permission not to have the whole thing on the page. So I might say, this is my ambition at work, I really want to do this job, yep. but the reality is, I also want to be a filmmaker. Yeah. And so that's cool, and write that in your own personal development plan to have weekends and take some photography classes and what have you, but that doesn't need to come to work. No. No, I'm not sure I can help you be a great filmmaker. I can critique it, but I don't know. <laughs> so look, that's the end of today's podcast all about development. Uh, what are we going to talk about next week? So next week, we're going to go right into the very heart of moi, the very heart of moi. And we're going to talk about how to reset people and culture, or sometimes known as HR, yep. in your business, in your organization, in your team, and, and why you should absolutely do that. Yep. Thank you awesome. so much for having us today. Great big moi from us. Big moi. See you next week. See you next week.